listening to the podcast Advertising Playbook, your resource to better understand and execute successful podcast ad campaigns. Hello and welcome to the Podcast Advertising Playbook. I'm your host, Heather Osgood. And today on the show, I have Anna Ritala. She is the co-founder of Zvook as well as the CEO. She's been in this space now for a couple of years. And I think what is really fascinating to me is anything that has to do with ad tech. And I know that that is a main mission over at Zvook. Anna, welcome to the program. Thank you, Heather. Great to be on. So now I wanted to just start by talking about how you ended up in the podcast space. Out of all the directions you could have gone, what landed you here? Yeah, absolutely. I've actually a bit of a global citizen now, obviously based in New York, but I'm originally from Finland and have started my career back in business and sales and, and marketing in Europe and then shifted over to Asia for almost a decade and, and now here in New York. And really, I've been a storyteller my whole life. So even before I went to business school, I was contemplating of becoming a journalist, because I was writing for a lot of local newspapers. I was in chief of my student magazine and kind of Proceeded on as a side hustle with the with the journalism and then started vlogging and getting into social media. So I've always been really fascinated by sort of how people and companies share compelling stories and how that is actually an amazing avenue to connect with your audience, be it your readers, be it your customers, be it your employees, right? And so I think in the recent years, you know, kind of having been in the media intelligence and, and marketing space, I've just seen this shift of companies really understanding that they can no longer hard sell their customers, right? Especially if you're targeting millennials and the younger generations, we cannot be hard sold. You do not come and tell us to buy your riding shoes, which is why Nike doesn't really sell shoes. They sell a dream, they sell a community. And so it's become increasingly important for the brands to share their story, their values, really engage with their audience in an authentic way. And uh, which is why sort of influencer marketing in the recent years has become such a big you know, avenue for companies. And in the US, I think it's a $15 billion industry right now, just influencer marketing, right? But the traditional influencer marketing platforms, your Facebooks and Instagram, so on, they're getting increasingly crowded, right? It's like you and your 50 competitors are all there. And, you know, we're kind of being a little bit oversaturated with that content. So it's very easy to swipe. And so companies have really started to look for new avenues to reach their customers. And obviously podcasting, is such a, a, an exploding market and audio storytellers really are the next wave of influencers. And I've always listened to, to, to podcasts, I've been a big fan. And, um, you know, the way have book started is me and my friends from the startup world wanted to start a podcast. And, and I said, hey, like, surely we can get some brands to come on board and collaborate with us. And I went online and I was looking for a tool that would help me easily find sponsorship opportunities. And I was very surprised not to find a tool like that. There were a lot of agencies, there were networks, there were a whole bunch of websites, but nothing was instant, nothing was transparent, nothing would tell me, hey, with a click of a button, I'll be able to find an advertiser. And I was like, well, this must be then the case for the advertisers as well. If somebody wants to come into this new engaging medium, where would they start? They have to start by Googling and then going to places and writing emails and waiting for somebody to get back to them within 48 hours. But like, hey, this is like, we're, we're living in 2020s, right? Like we need to modernize things. And, and that's really how we started building Zvook and, and into what it is right now, which is a platform that matches brands with podcasts for scaling host red ads with just a few clicks of a, of a button. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love that you bring in the storytelling aspect and how important really that is and how pivotal, in my opinion, it is to the success of podcast advertising because it is this this level of engagement. And I, I always talk about engagement so much around podcasting because I really do believe the engagement level is so much higher than other platforms. And the other thing that I, I think is so interesting is really that influencer piece, which is something that we talk about on this show a lot is that value of influencer marketing. And when you have this engaging story, then you have this engaging audience, you have this potential influence or all of the pieces really line up. But to your point, and I wish that I could say that there was an easier way to buy podcast advertising, but there still isn't a super easy way to go about buying podcast or advertising, especially when we talk about those host red ads. So I know that that is something at Zvook that you guys are trying to essentially create is how can a brand go on um, your site and easily connect with these influencers to scale podcast advertising. So talk to us a little bit about that and, and the approach that you're taking to try and make this medium more scalable. Absolutely. And you're really absolutely right. That's the core problem that we are addressing because for brands, it is really hard to go one by one to different podcasts. Obviously, mm -hmm. you go to a network. However, they only have so many podcasts that they represent. There are millions of podcasts out there. So we really wanted to make it very easy for brands to, to go and at a couple of clicks, really purchase host red ad campaigns, either in one podcast or in a hundred. And the workload should be the same, right? Because at the end of the day, the brands don't really know how podcast advertising works. For most of them, it's a very new thing. So we can't expect them to know how to do all the work, how to connect, how to use the same lingo, right? Which is why the platform that we've built actually automates everything. So what happens is a brand goes to the platform, you set your budget. We don't have any budget minimums. If you want to spend $500, we feel like you should be able to spend that on a podcast, right? A, a content creator should be able to earn 500 bucks if a brand wants to pay that. Or if you have 500,000, same thing. And then you have set certain criteria and the platform recommends you um, a whole bunch of podcasts that match that criteria, match your budget. You can basically drag and drop and mix and match them. But everything's recommended. The number of episodes, the number of, of ads, whether it's pre-roll, mid-roll, everything's basically customized for you. So if you don't know what you're really doing, but you're just saying, hey, this is a great, these podcasts are a great match, then you just click purchase and that's it and you're done. And these recommendations actually are a mix of indie podcasts as well as uh, networks. So we work with all major networks in the U.S., uh, including True Native Media and others, iHeart and, and whatnot, as well as a bunch of independent shows. And so you're able to, with a few clicks, purchase campaigns across networks, which I think we're the only platform that currently um, enables that. And what's really interesting about our platform, what we really are advocating for is really making long tail podcasts more discoverable by the brands, right? Because everybody knows about, you know, Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan and Guy Raz and, and so on. And they're great, but there are tons of smaller podcasts with a very engaged audience. And if you have a thousand people listening to your show, those thousand listeners are not less valuable than Joe Rogan's millions of listeners. They are also potential consumers. They buy products, they engage with their hosts, right? For a brand, it's just very tedious to work with a hundred of them, right? Through our platform, we consolidate everything, right? So we mix and match. We might say, hey, 
Panasonic, who is one of our clients, for example, and have used our platform, they say they give a particular budget and we say, hey, here's a show with 50,000 listeners and here's a show with 900 listeners, right? But they're all in the same package. All you have to do is click confirm, right? And you don't have to deal with going back and forth with all these smaller or bigger podcasts. Um, and so we really make the work of the brand a lot easier, make it easier for them to test podcast advertising because we don't have budget minimums. And then we make it really easy for the shows that maybe don't belong to a big network or don't have a big following to really be on the radar of some of the biggest brands in this country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's amazing. So one of the issues I I have run into personally with uh, host red endorsement ads is when you are working, you know, let's say, let's say you want to get to a million impressions in a month. And instead of buying a show with a million impressions, you want to buy, let's say, a hundred shows. How are you dealing at Zvook with product samples? Does each of that host receive a product sample and and do an, an endorsement ad? And how do you see that affecting an advertiser if instead of sending out one product sample, they need to send out a hundred? Yeah, that's a great question. We always encourage them to send samples. At the end of the day, it is up to the advertiser if they want to do that or not. We obviously say, hey, there is a better engagement and the ROI is better if you send it. Um, from the advertiser's perspective, what they really look is the average ROI across the board. So you would have bigger shows, you would have smaller shows. To most of the companies, even sending us 100 samples is really nothing, right? I mean, they produce something, it's not, it doesn't cost them as much as it costs the consumer, right? So they'd normally be more than happy to do that. They already ha- most likely do that if they work with other influencers. So that's not really a, a problem. And also, I think the benefit of just having a a bundle of let's say 50 or 20 podcasts is that you can even out you don't know exactly which one of them are going to perform the best you know we make the recommendations based on the content which is something we can also talk about later but but really we don't know right like i mean nobody really knows so when you actually create a recommendation with 20 podcasts then yes some overperform some might underperform some perform just according to you know your expectations and so you average it out and we've even had clients that come on board and say hey we keep advertising in the same shows because we don't want our competitors to get in. So maybe some of the shows don't actually even have the biggest ROI, but it's decent. And we make sure that we don't give our spot out to anybody else, which is a really interesting strategy as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What other strategies do you recommend to your clients to create really winning campaigns and podcast ads? We always advise our clients that use our platform is that when you look at podcasting, I mean, it's it's kind of a part of your marketing mix. Unless you want to put like a million dollars and all your eggs into the podcasting basket, you usually would have podcasts as sort of a supportive supporting medium to everything else that that you're doing. And I think in terms of creating the actual campaign, obviously choosing the podcasts that are a great match content wise, which is something that our platform helps to do, right? That's one. Second component is the actual ad copy. We always recommend to have rather bullet points and send a sample, send bullet points, and then let the host talk. Those are usually slightly longer ads, obviously more authentic. That's second one. And the third one, and this is really important, and we get questions about this all the time, which is the tracking part. How do you measure that a campaign has been successful? And obviously, we, we sort of know that measuring podcast advertising can be sometimes tricky. You know, a couple of things to keep in mind is the number one thing that through our platform that, that we recommend is obviously you, you, we guarantee them minimum impressions, but then also you you see um, the website traffic, right? Because that's the first 
point. It doesn't even matter whether it comes directly through a vanity URL, whether it comes from Googling, but like your website. From then onwards, obviously, it is up to you as a brand to make sure that your website converts the visitors into customers. But then other ways to, to really look at it, besides the obvious, if you have a promo code, you can obviously track the number of promo, promo codes. But what some of our other clients have done is, for example, if you are running Facebook ads, oftentimes you might see a spike in the click-through rate of your Facebook ads because they're being retargeted, right? Mm -hmm. So if you've listened to a podcast, you may have heard about the brand, you don't go to that vanity URL, you don't, you do nothing. But then when you see it on Facebook as an ad, you're like, oh, hey, I heard about these guys from podcast. Let me click on it because it's a little bit easier to click on a Facebook ad. And so it's important that you see the holistic view of when you run a podcast ad campaign. It's not just the promo codes. It's not just direct vanity URL visits, but there are other ways to, to track the um, effectiveness. And lastly, I would say that there are clients that actually track organic Google search. Um, so if everything else remains the same, you run a podcast ad campaign and people are actually searching your company name more on Google, that means that they've heard about you. They want to look for you. They may not remember your URL, but they may want to come to your to your site. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the questions I have for you is, I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything that you have said. I do think that any advertising you do, it's not done in a silo, right? It's not all by itself. It's part of your entire media mix. And oftentimes, it seems as though brands or advertisers, they see like a new potential for advertising. And they're like, oh, we're going to try podcasts, but we're not really going to like incorporate it into like our overall plan. We're just going to try it and see if it works. And I really do think it's important if you're coming up with a Q2 strategy, you need to sit down and say, what are all of the different elements that we're doing? And how does podcast play? And how do the, you know, different mediums interact with one another and what ultimately is going to produce results. One of the things that I'm curious about, though, is when you do have large companies like Panasonic, for instance, just, you know, looking at like overall web traffic when they're doing so many different types of advertising, how do you point that back to podcasting for a brand or a company that is doing so much advertising or so much just outreach in general? Yeah, that's a really good point. And actually for companies like Panasonic, for example, in their particular case, their goal was brand awareness. And sure. bigger companies, that's what they sort of do. They do so many other things that they can attribute to that for them, podcasts is basically just making sure that they're always on air. They're in the ears of their potential uh, customers. And it is a great strategy. Actually, podcasts are great for that. I think, unfortunately, this, this sort of the amount of data that companies these days have to look at is really almost spoiled it for, for, for a lot of the advertising because now somebody goes, oh, if I put something out, I need to track this right away. And if it doesn't give me a result right now in the next 24 hours, I'm not going to do this. Like, where's the patience though, right? Like you can't build a brand in a day and turn it around and say, oh, now everybody's supposed to go and, and buy something. But we need to get, and again, this goes back to the storytelling, right? You can't, don't come and part selling. Just because you run an ad, I may like your brand, but I'm not going to buy right away. I need to get a little bit more, right? I need to see a little bit more of you. So being really consistent, and this is something that we say to clients all the time, if you want to try out podcast advertising, try it out, but do not try it out for two weeks. Try it out for 12 months. Try it out for a year and really configure that that 
good combination of the types of podcasts that work for you, right? Run one campaign, see what resonates, take the podcast that actually did perform, invest more in them, and then find more of the similar ones and really do a slightly longer campaign. And this is what you would do with Facebook too, with LinkedIn, with Google ads. But we're so used to that. We're saying, yeah, of course, Facebook takes six months to show results. But on podcasts, I want it tomorrow. <laughs> we always encourage like be patient and really invest in it and commit to that channel for a little longer than. Absolutely. I could not second that more. I think that it is, it's so important to put the right pieces in place. We had a recent advertiser who is a brand new advertiser to this space. We said, you really need to select at least five podcasts to advertise on. You really need to give it at least three months and a month into the campaign where they selected one podcast to advertise on. They're like, it's not working. I'm like, Go figure, you shouldn't listen to any of our recommendations. But it's really, you do have to give it time and you do need a variety of shows because not every podcast is gonna work for every advertiser out there. But if you can get a nice mix, and I know like you've talked about, contextually targeting is important and saying, hey, is this audience gonna be the right audience? But really looking at some, I think, variety of shows and, and really seeing where you resonate ultimately can produce really good results because it gives you enough information, it gives you enough of a testing plan to go to the next step instead of just like, I tried it and it didn't work. Is that what you see as well? Absolutely. That's what we see. And that's why what our goal with our platform is that when we start learning more about the kinds of podcasts that work for certain types of advertisers, we can also apply that intelligence back into our recommendations, which is a benefit for using a platform that's you know tech enabled. It's not just somebody coming up with, oh, I think this could be good for you, but it's really all fed back into the slope and into our back end. And so we're hoping that our recommendations also become better when we learn a little bit what works for certain types of brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that about 30% of the U.S. population are audio listeners. Um, certainly that falls into podcast listening, but only about 9% of ad dollars are spent in the audio space. There is such a big spending gap there. And I know we talk about it as an industry. I'm curious what your perception is about why there is a gap like that and how we might be able to fix that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there are two main reasons. Number one is the education, right? Do you, do brands and marketeers understand enough about podcast advertising? I mean, it's a relatively, podcasts have obviously been around for quite some time, but really these opportunities within audio are relatively new. And so if you haven't done that before, it's like this new channel that you're like, oh, I don't really know how to get into it. You're a little bit hesitant. You don't know how much money you should spend and who you should turn to and Again, even if you go and ask a, a company right now, if you want to start podcast advertising, where do you start? The answer is, I don't know. There's no, I mean, there's just not enough education and information, I think. So that's number one. And number two, there just aren't really tools, efficient tools to do that. I think if you go and you Google and, and, and you know, a whole bunch of different options come on board, you literally need to start emailing people. Be like, hi, this is so-and-so and we're from this company and we would love to explore podcast advertising and somebody sets a call in two days and then it's Friday and by the time that you get some proposal, it's next week, Wednesday. And then all of a sudden it's like a week is gone and in today's world, we're 2022, like you need instant, instant uh, re results and you need instant um, action points. And so, I think those two things, education and the lack of just efficient tools, lowering that barrier to try. And that's why we always say, to, like, you don't have to, 
you don't have to spend $50,000 to try podcast advertising. You can try it with $1,000. Of course, you need to understand that if you don't put, you know, if you put little, you can't expect a lot. But if you really a little bit hesitant, you just want to see how that works. You can absolutely do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I started my career in radio advertising. So I sold radio advertising for a number of years, and then I moved to newspaper and I sold a daily newspaper for a number of years as well. And I was shocked at the differences of how advertisers related to the different products. So when I was in radio, there was always a sense of, did it work? We're really not sure if it worked. Like, yeah, maybe we'll do it again. But we didn't really see any like tangible results. When I moved to newspaper advertising, the people I sold advertising to, like they would get angry if you didn't call them to get their ad placed because they would be like, my ad has to be in the paper. If it's not in the Sunday paper, like my sales are going to just be horrible this coming week. The big difference that I saw was that when I sold print advertising, advertising, customers would literally walk in the store with the newspaper clipping in their hand. And they would say, like I had a furniture store I dealt with, they would say, I want to buy this sofa. How can I buy this sofa? So even if just one person came into the store with that tangible piece of paper in their hands, it was very easy for the, the store owner to say, this is working, right? I know people are actually coming into my store because I see that they're coming in. I can see the ad. I can feel and touch the ad. Whereas with audio, it it's elusive, right? It's like, oh yeah, maybe you happen to pick up like the radio ad, if you happen to be listening to the station at the right moment. But with radio advertising, you didn't know when your ad was going to play, right? Like maybe you had like day parts, but in general, like the advertiser might not know when they could listen to hear the ad. So it, it just wasn't as tangible. And I do, I totally hear what you're saying. I think the speed of purchasing, especially in podcasting is exceptionally slow, really. And then I also do, I do really think that there, there is always this kind of elusiveness to it, right? There isn't the ability to click through. You can't see like that direct traffic like you could with so many other forms of digital marketing. And because of that, I think that often audio advertising is not given the credit that it is actually due. Because in many ways, I think audio can be so much more impactful than something you see because you're creating this mental image of the product that is more powerful. And if you have a mental picture in your mind of a product and then you are retargeted with a social ad or you do see the ad in some other way or the product come up, you already, I think, are predisposed to want to purchase the product. Unfortunately, then all of a sudden, the social media ads get the credit for the campaign, when in many ways, the podcast campaign was just as powerful, if not more powerful in some ways. Do you think that those types of things also play into why there is such a big gap? Absolutely. I think you make such great points. I think podcast advertising is somehow like the underdog of the advertising industry. It's kind of like, hey, it's very efficient. We kind of know through surveys and through results that it is efficient. But to your point, it's not as visible. It's not tangible enough in a way. And now, obviously, there are companies creating certain tools where you can look at attribution and things like that. And I think they just need a little more time to become 
to be built to the point where people actually can trust them that they're credible because there's still discrepancies between different numbers and and even just you know the transparency in terms of like the listenership right like if you go online right now there are very there there are a lot of podcasts that you would never even know how much their listenership is right like who could potentially hear it right, right. like the little transparency gap there as well and so I absolutely um, agree with you and, and that's definitely one of the one of the challenges of of this medium and I think as we go we also collectively as the players in the audio space we really need to figure out how to fix this because otherwise the other sort of end of the spectrum is that it is being dominated by one player right a major player and there is definitely attempts to do that by these players and so they'll be able to a- attribute everything if everything 90 percent of the listenership happens on one platform no problem i mean you can attribute anything but then that causes then a whole set of other challenges as we've seen with the big platforms taking over and eliminating the competition. Absolutely. Yeah. And the open source nature of podcasting is so valuable. I really hope that as an industry, we can preserve that. And I'm really happy that bigger companies are coming into the space. They have technology opportunities. They have bigger teams. They obviously are more well-funded. So they can do all kinds of, they can create advancements in this space that maybe we don't have. So I am really, I'm happy that we've got bigger players. And I really do think as an industry, we're going to continue to grow. But I really hope that we aren't just dominated by one, you know, I, I know that there are a variety of different video platforms out there, but YouTube is so much stronger than so many others. And I do get nervous sometimes with podcasting that we're just going to become like, oh, you just go to Spotify to listen to podcasts or you just go here. And really, I feel the open nature of it right now allows for so many different voices. And so I really want to retain that you know, obviously the problem you guys are trying to solve is then how do we monetize that through advertising and how does an advertiser more easily access those different shows? So I think all of all of that is going to be so interesting. One of the points that you made in some conversations we had back and forth, which I think is a really good point, is that podcasts are really useful for brands that have been quote unquote banned from other platforms. I know social media in particular, like there are certain categories You just can't advertise those products. But with podcasts, really, there aren't the same limitations. That's not to say, of course, we all have to follow the laws out there. We're not breaking any laws. But there are certain products like CBD, I think, in particular, does a lot of advertising in this space. I'm pretty sure you can't advertise any CBD products on social media. Talk to us a little bit about that. And do you feel like maybe there are some opportunities with types of advertisers in this space that aren't accepted elsewhere? Absolutely. That's such a good point. And I think this is really the biggest opportunity that podcasting has to really serve a huge billion dollar industries that have been waiting to have an opportunity to reach their customers in an easier way, right? Like you mentioned, CBD, there are like sexual wellness companies, alcohol related, like alcohol deliveries, like cocktail kits, whatnot. All these industries that traditionally have been deemed as adult industries and like touch like you can't advertise you can't be anywhere like we're censoring and whatnot but these industries have changed over the years like it's now so much about wellness mindfulness like well-being of people and and so on they are no longer these like adults only dirty kind of industries however still a lot of the social media platforms deem them as such and they have chosen to not allow them to advertise on their platforms and like you pointed out there are tons of podcasts that would love 
to work with companies like that. And they may have content that's like directly related to, to these types of products. So I feel like this is a huge opportunity for podcasts to really take over the advertising space of such industries and really show that like, hey, if the social media giants are choosing not to have them, we'll have them. And it's going to be the first time when social media platforms are actually not going to be dominating a particular industry when it comes to marketing and advertising and access to clients. It's going to be the podcast. And that's huge, obviously. And there are definitely opportunities in, in that space. And we're also trying to facilitate that. And we have clients in, in those industries. And, and they're very eager. They have huge budgets. They are very eager to work with influencers uh, in the audio space. So I think that opportunity is, is huge. Mm -hmm. I, I totally agree. And I love that you brought that up because I don't feel like I hear it talked about very often. And it is pretty frustrating. I definitely have worked with companies in the past where, oh, wait, you can't advertise anywhere. And social media in particular really does censor advertisers in a big way. If you advertise something that is outside their parameters, they will shut you down quickly and there's nothing you can do about it, right? And we are here in the podcast space. And the thing that is great getting back to like contextual alignment there are lots of podcasts that deal with maybe more taboo subjects that those listeners are excited to hear about those topics. And there can be alignment that maybe have been gray areas or maybe even banned areas in the past. So I think that there is a lot of, of opportunity. I know we need to start wrapping it up here, getting to the bigger picture of the industry. What do you expect or what are some of the predictions you have about where podcast advertising in particular is going to be headed in the next year or so? Yeah, in the next year, I think, I mean, the way I see it is all the predictions that are predicting the the growth, which is, by the way, staggering growth, right? Show me any other industry that grows as much as podcast advertising. I still think that they're very modest predictions. I still do think that they're based on kind of the existing pools of the advertisers and the existing pools of uh, content creators that are able to monetize. And I think that if we're building an ecosystem ourselves and other players that are actually growing the pie on the advertiser side, so getting more companies to invest in podcast advertising and get into it and allowing more podcasts to actually be available for these monetization opportunities, we can literally triple those predictions, right? So again, I think we kind of go back to the education and the tools available, but I do think that these predictions are very exciting, but I do think that they're relatively modest. And then obviously, even like further that in line, right? Like we look at three, five years Plus, right, social audio, obviously a huge kind of emerging trend. And we've all seen kind of the rise and not fall, but rise and calming down of, of Clubhouse and, and all these other apps. I do see that there is going to be a, a social audio, sort of social media for audio. And again, that provides another set of exciting opportunities for companies, for the content creators. So I'm really excited about this space. And I think also when you mentioned about the big players and that it's good that they're coming to, to the market, I agree from the perspective that I think thanks to Spotify, everybody now knows so much about podcasting and they know that this is such a hot industry and everybody wants to get in it. Like they have really done a good job in advertising podcasts to the, the rest of the world. And so now the rest of us can pick it up and say, hey, here's where they're dropping the ball. So we're going to pick up this and we're going to, you know, enable something that they don't. So I think it's, a, it's just a general, very exciting, exciting space. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So if someone wanted to get into the podcast advertising space, let's say there's a brand or an advertiser out there that's actually, I know I need to get into podcast advertising, but I'm just really maybe not sure where to start. Um, obviously going to Zvook would be a good option, but what are some maybe best practices or guidelines that you would give a brand who's looking to enter? So first of all, you want to have a little bit of a budget to play around with what your budget is, how much you'd like to put in. What is it that you're looking to do? Do you want to run a brand awareness campaign? Do you want to do a direct response campaign? And think about who your audience is. What kind of an audience are you trying to look for? And then I would say go in and try it out. I would not recommend to be too careful in terms of let me go and run one ad in one episode. That probably won't yield you results. I think there are studies that have shown that five to eight uh, episodes or five to eight ads is actually increases the brand recall by 30% plus. So we always recommend to do five five to eight ads and then go in and pick a couple of shows, right? I mean, yes, I could I could say go to zvook.co and sign up and just you can view everything. It's free to sign up. You can look there or if you have any other preferred ways, if you already know a, a network, you can do that. But just go in and try out. And what I would really recommend is to don't see that, then look at that as a, a one campaign that you're going to run. Think about it as, hey, let me go into this. Let me let, let 2022 be the year when we get into podcast advertising. Let me run one campaign. Let me see what I can learn and then run another one with those learnings and then run a third one with those learnings. But I do think that it's important to, to get started, right? It is that feeling of hearing your ad live, your product being talked about by a host is really incredible. And some of the ad rates obviously are just... It, uh, amazing. And, and the host, most hosts are doing a great job really trying to present the product or the service in a great light. So um, yeah, I think uh, that will be a great start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Anna, thank you so much for being on the program today. If people want to find you, where can they connect with you? Absolutely. So I'm pretty active on social media, um, on Instagram at Anna Ratala, as well as Twitter. And then you can find us on Instagram as well at zvook.co or then just go to our platforms and start exploring the podcast universe. And we certainly can put the link in our show notes. But Anna, thank you so much for being on today. And uh, thank you for listening. If you are interested in learning more about podcast advertising, please make sure that you are tuning in to our episodes each week. We've got some amazing guests coming up in the next few months, and you are always welcome to head on over to truenativemedia.com. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Podcast to Advertising Playbook, your source to a better understanding of the podcast to advertising industry. 